Welcome to No Budget Dreams. I'm Kelsey Nicole. A no budget dream is the idea you have for that project you'd create if money and intellectual property were no object. I have this conversation with my friends and I built a podcast around it. So I will, every episode I have a guest on and they discuss with me their no budget dream. That being said, we can have opinions that will differ, and that is what's beautiful about humanity. So we don't all agree with each other, and we all have different likes and different dislikes. So if there's ever an opinion that you don't agree with, just know that we're coming from a positive place, or we're trying to come from a positive place. That might just not be our flavor, but your thoughts and your interest is still welcome here. Also, I will always try to notate spoilers if there are any major spoilers that come up, especially with all of the new media that's going to be hitting us here in the new year. Uh, I don't want to be the person that ruins Endgame for you. I don't want to be the person who, you know, ruined that comic that you're trade rating for, the end of that video game that you've been dying to beat and are just about there. So you know, we'll try to tag anything that's a major spoiler or a huge spoiler for the foreseeable future. Um, Anything that might be current. I know that I'm usually pretty up to date, so I don't want to ruin anything you haven't read yet. Um, Also, uh, if you want to share your no budget dream with me, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, on Twitter, on email on the website. Uh, the email is nobudgetdreamspod at gmail.com. You can also tweet me at nobudgetdreams and you can send, you can reach out to me on Instagram at nobudgetdreamspod. Uh, also feel free to check out nobudgetdreams.com. Uh, there'll be some new blog posts coming up now that the new year has settled in and we're about a month into 2019. So I hope all of my listen listeners had a beautiful holiday season, whatever that looks like for you. I hope that it was everything that you hoped that it would be and family drama was too minimum and that the beginning of 2019 has been helpful or has been good to you in a way that 2018 maybe wasn't. So uh, welcome back and we'll get back into it. Uh, So my guest, my first guest of 2019, her name's Alex. She is a friend of mine, and she has a YouTube channel called Gaze of the Village. I will also post a link there so you can check that out. And I will have a brief interlude, a new ad, and I will be back with Alex right after that. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Just so you know, I've given the warning a couple of times to people that my cats will talk whether I want them to or not. And sometimes they'll come over and step on my boob or just generally be a nuisance. So if your cats are also that way, that's just that's just how it is. Yeah, and, and that's probably going to happen. One has already settled in next to me, but she's quiet. The other one just likes to scream the song of his people, so, you know, he might serenade. I mean, in fairness, I also scream the song of my people. So, <laughs> you know, it's sometimes you just, sometimes you just got to do it. You just got to sing. 
and you have to make sure you're known. And the song of my people generally is puns and bad jokes. That that's a that's a better song than than my cat song. So you know, I mean, people will probably it... enjoy yours more than his. Do they? <laughs> I do. Do they? Um, also, I have to let you know that this is a great day because it is the anniversary of the day that I just made a bunch of uh, graphics that were Arrested Development quotes on panels from Batman comics. Beautiful. Truly and I beautiful. I posted them on Facebook and then it came up on my memories today and the the first one that I posted was Hush and Jason and it's and it, it's from it's from Tobias calling himself Uncle Teabag and then Michael saying, please don't call yourself that. Oh, George God. Michael saying, please don't call yourself that. And so I have, I have Tommy Elliott calling himself Uncle Teabag and Jason saying, please don't call yourself that. And oh, God, it's finest, too real. That's my finest work. <laughs> like, I think when I die, I want to be remembered for that. Okay. Yeah. I'll try to remember that for you. <laughs> Just... Just make sure that that is known as that is the best thing I've ever co- contributed to the world. And I'll make sure, sure that's your legacy. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Elliott is Uncle Teabag. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't call yourself that. No, no one should ever call themselves that now. Right. Well, I mean, they, I mean, we could we could just call him that and see how long it takes to get in trouble. That's true. It probably wouldn't <laughs> take. Well, I don't know. It could go either way depends depends what kind of mood rick's in oh god (laughs) that's everyone's no budget dream the end of rick grayson for for real (laughs) top priority at the moment top priority is no more rick no more rick never rick it just erase it from existence rick's got tickets to see nickelback oh it's his favorite band yeah, same energy, same energy. <laughs> same energy. <laughs> All right, so let me hear what you got for me. You have some some dreams? I, I do. And, I, and this podcast the same thing I've been complaining about for like the last several years. All right, uh, well, don't let your dreams be dreams. I, I, wish, I wish I could make them more than dreams, and so like... This is this is the closest I can get is is sharing it here with you on on this podcast and well, that's what it's here for. It's this podcast is not sponsored by Shia LaBeouf, but it should be because <laughs> here our our motto is "Don't let your dreams be dreams." Well, I think my top priority. Well, honestly, the two I have are on they they fight each other because they're so similar in that I wish we could have some kind of series um live action or cartoon for our young avengers in the marvel universe and i don't know just ever since i found that comic series it just hasn't gotten the love and attention and growth that i wish it could have in falling in love with all the characters and the diversity we have of them and i felt like they were a really good graduation for a new generation outside of the Avengers. I mean, they were what we needed when we had, 
Young Avengers and Teen Titans in DC. And I mean, even them, we, we only just started getting really good stuff for them now, ever since, you know, Teen Titans on Cartoon Network. But this, this group didn't get, I feel like anything. They got rebooted right. before they could even really explore their storyline. And I'm, I'm just real sad about it. And I wish we could, especially like I, my biggest dream for it would be a live action, something not too unlike what we're getting now with um, Titans on DCU. Yeah, or like Runaways on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like I was hoping as soon as I saw Runaways on Hulu, I got a little spark of hope and then started to rein that in because I don't want to get carried away. But I mean, (laughs) you know, hope only leads to disaster. (laughs) It really does, especially when you love an obscure group of comic babies. But there was a brief uh, crossover for the Runaways and Young Avengers. So I was kind of hoping that if Runaways did eventually do well enough, they might get ambitious and try to do something with um, the Young Avengers, especially since they have, you know, the diversity that the media is trying to go for right now. And then we have the different sexual orientations of various characters. I mean, most of them are not heterosexual. So that tends to be the media fire right now and getting them, you know, they're greed fed, but also the viewers like us, we actually get the satisfaction of representation. We just want some gay teens, guys. We just want some people of color and some gay teens. Yeah, I just want, I want my babies. I don't think it's too much to ask for. It's really not. So... You know, I, I would like to think that this dream is not too too dreamy, um, but I would really hope that they did get some kind of uh, some kind of combination of a gritty storyline like Titans has, but also the the little bit of down to earth that um, the Runaways has. So, I I really wish we could we could see that come alive. I I agree. So. In your perfect version of like a live action Young Avengers, would it be like the OG team or would you take some of the OG team and add in some of the reboot team as well? I want to start with the OG team. I'd want to build up to the reboot team that we eventually get because I do love how we have um, America Chavez and especially with how she plays off of Kate like that that definitely needs to happen eventually but i think we need to start with them in their original awkward phases where they don't really know each other they don't really know what's going on and they're just little baby messes that kind of mess everything up for everything and everyone um (laughs) and we can't even figure out our own names yet so i i want to start there and build up to um kind of the more experienced mess ups that they have later in the reboot that's fair. So, like, Iron Lad and Kate and Billy and Teddy and um, Eli and the fast one, whose name I never remember. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I always just call him the fast one. And I think that's, like, my inner Tony Stark of, like, I don't have time to know the names of all these kids. There's the fast one. And then there's the gay ones. And then there's Kate. Like, he only knows Kate. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I mean, honestly, that's probably just kids. for his own safety. 
Yeah. And that's just, that is a hundred percent for his own safety because he has the warning from Clint. Like don't Kate will kick your ass. And he's like, I believe it. Most people can kick my ass. I'm not pretending like I can't. I'm anything here without my armor on. (laughs) I'm a I am pushing 50 with a heart condition, you guys. There's no one here that can't kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and he knows especially not to mess with a strong, independent woman. So, you know, he's not right. about that. That's absolutely true. All right. I can, I'm down with that. I, I agree. And I like that. And I think, you know, you could do something similar to kind of how they did, similar to what they did with, like, the Netflix heroes where they took you know, we had uh, season one could kind of be the introduction of them kind of building up and becoming a team by the end of the series or like they did with Titans where they're like kind of becoming a team, but then like they're not always a team and then they're still kind of figuring out if they're a team. And then by season two, we can start to introduce that like, you know, America Chavez and like start adding different things into it to to do stuff like Netflix built up to the Defenders even though it was trash. <laughs> yeah, I really, there's so much that you get to the character that didn't even get to be explored in the comics. And I think that's one of the reasons why there's so much fan fiction out there is because we were left to plan and wonder and think and dream up all this extra darker life and story to each of the characters that honestly, half the time, I don't know where canon and fanon like where that line is because of how much we've had to build ourselves in that I think if we ended up having some kind of live action series there would be so much to just build on each character individually in season one where we could just have a couple episodes per character by themselves that by the end of our season they could just meet at that point and have a couple times of messing around together before we even start going on a couple missions together in season two. Like there would be so many different ways to explore that. There's just so much material to be able to just actually create for the series itself to create a real canon instead of fanon that they would have just a ridiculous amount of material to play with and create. Right. And I think, you know, that that's a perfectly doable thing, especially like, listen, I mean, Cloak and Dagger is doing okay too so it's there's clearly a market and there's clearly the people that want to watch it runaways is doing well titans did well even despite everybody kind of side-eyeing the original trailer and everyone kind of being like what is this why are the titans so gritty and dark but then if you do go back and rewatch the teen titans cartoon it was pretty dark (laughs) like i can't believe i watched that as a kid because that was pretty dark And, you know, I think that there's definitely, they could definitely do something with it. And I feel like it would be a little bit lighter content too. I don't think they'd need to be super dark with it because even, even the heavier content that they have doesn't need to be grim, gritty, sad times.
I think I lost you a little bit there. I don't know if you can hear me, but I can no longer hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, I don't know why. That's uh, okay. Sometimes, that. sometimes there's technical difficulties, and that's okay. We just roll with them and keep going, and, you know, that's just life. Sure. I mean, I was actually, I was probably just talking to dead air. Um, so but, was I, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I at least heard you. Um, but, oh, good. Uh, I, I don't know where I cut out, but I was I was just trying to come to the idea of with what you were talking about. No, it doesn't have to get that that dark. I mean, just seeing um, the darker themes explored that are already discussed in the comics, like actually seeing that brought to life on the screen. That's really just normal day to day situations of the people who, um, you know, for like example, Billy, him going through the bullying just because of his identity of how he identifies sexually and romantically mm-hmm. that completely impacting his life though you know it has no deeming on his personal value as an individual but it absolutely rocks his world day to day and then just seeing seeing somebody go through that on the screen but then coming out of the other side not only you know still in one piece but figuring out that that person is actually a freaking reality bending superhero yeah um, And then, you know, a nerdy boy who has quips and then this sweet, squishy boyfriend, like it, (laughs) there, there's definitely a darkness to it. There's also still the same corny fun stuff that comes out the other side with Marvel. So yeah, it doesn't have to get too dark, but it will get real. And that's the best part of it. Yeah. And I think, but I think that's what makes it so, so relatable and why so many people still love it because the target market at the time who was reading it did find it relatable because they were kind of seeing versions of themselves, but with superpowers, you know, like there are not that many, especially at the time that 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 came out, there weren't that many gay heroes, you know, and it kind of, he was kind of one of the first out ones that we knew right away and had somebody to reflect on, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, then in, in hindsight and we've now we've have great experience we have you know more to choose from and we have kate you know and we have you know um batwoman kate Kane. we have um america chavez we have um the um alan alan scott came out as gay like we have different versions of gay characters now that we can see but like before that there weren't that many of them and you know billy was kind of like the guy you had you know and it was like yeah we got one (laughs) right and and i really do like just like you you're touching on like i do think that kind of his character and the fact that we have this sweet little gay boy from day one page one of these comics just being i'm here i'm queer get used to it and i'm suffering for it I I really think that did help us realize, oh, no, we do need to talk about this representation in comics. We do need um, the normal homosexual gay boy. We need the normal lesbian um, woman. We need the bisexual. We need, you know, they're realizing exactly how much representation opportunity we have in comics and how much it is needed. It is a big deal. 
like, no, it doesn't determine the value of the character, but it absolutely determines the value of the reader for ourselves to see that. Like, it's not just color of skin that we need to improve upon. It's sexual, romantic, gender identity and orientation that we need to discuss and put into heroes because we exist and we too can be heroes. Right. And we are only going to be satiated for so long by reading by our own fan fiction like at some point you're gonna have to make some people gay so that I if you don't want me to keep making them gay in my in my stories right (laughs) I don't care I'll keep writing stories and I I will I will you don't you won't stop me absolutely you might as well just accept it and be like all right we'll give you some gays because of that listen you take any of those teams the Justice League the Avengers the Teen Titans you know Doom Patrol uh the Green Lantern Corps, like I, the Fantastic Four. You can't tell me Johnny's not at least bisexual. Oh yeah, uh, you know he he's him and Peter are just so gay. Um, you know, like you take any of those teams, and like statistically speaking, most of them are are at least bi. <laughs> right, like yeah. we've got some queers in here, okay, and <laughs> that's just that's just how it is. Like you've just yeah. got to understand that that's how it works out. That's right. They might be closeted or they might not be comfortable talking about it in the group, but like there's some gays in there. And that's, that's just, that's just how people work. That's just putting it, putting a group of people just like, you know, in that group of people, someone has murdered someone for fun. Yes. It's like, you know, when you're in a room with a lot of people, at least one of those people is a murderer. You don't think about it, but it don't mean it's not true. Oh, I think about it constantly. <laughs> I Listen, I spend most of my time deciding who's the murderer in the room. Okay, that's fair. You know, I just, that's fair. I just also, but that has a lot to do with a lot of my own issues of, you know, thinking well, that everyone's a murderer. You think about who's a murderer and here I am inside my head wondering how I could maybe kill a person who's crossed me. So, you know. Right. Fair enough. You might be the murderer. You might not have killed someone yet, but that doesn't mean you won't. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I've, I've thought of a few creative ways and I've studied criminal justice. So, you know, I'm well educated on the fact. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, I, you know, I, I have a personal life motto of when I dress myself every day and go out into the world that I dress, at, you know, when I, I used to work jobs that like I worked in call centers and so like people didn't see me every day and we had a very casual atmosphere that like you could come to work in your pajamas no one gave a shit it was like not there was zero dress code it was like just come to work in clothes that was the quest the the request that you are covering your body right and that they are clean and you know and I would always come in looking really nice and everyone was like you don't have to do that like who are you trying to impress and I was like I dress every day like this is the outfit they'll find my body in. It's not a bad way to live, you know. It's I don't listen. I am a woman. I live in a city. You know, I'm I'm a queer. There are I've got three against me. Yeah, <laughs> of possible ways I die. <laughs> I might not live in a city, but my God, I live in Kentucky. You're and- a woman, and you live in the world. You know, it, it's very, it's sketchy. It could happen yeah. anytime. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Listen, I, 
I don't. I also there's a reason that Chicago is Gotham City in movies. Yeah. Because once there's, I'm not kidding you. There was a story of something that happened that I'm like, that is straight up the Joker. Because there was not far from my old apartment that you know this isn't why I moved. I just moved because I could afford a new apartment and did. But like I lived in this apartment for a good six years of living in this city and that I've lived here for 13 years so that tells you how much time I spent living in that apartment I kid you not there was a guy literally walking distance from my building that he was just out walking his dog near a bus stop and somebody just walked up slit his throat and then stood in the middle of the street and watched him like watched him die and there was a witness across the street and then he just looked at the witness like what are you gonna do about it and the only reason the guy didn't continue to kill like go for this man whose throat he just slit was because he had a dog that got in the way and the guy whose throat was slit lived yeah that's some gotham shit and they never found the guy that slit his throat because he just walked away. Oh, that's that's real messed up. And I said, that's the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. That that is absolutely true. And this was like a normal time of day, too. It was like it wasn't like he was out walking his dog at 3 a.m. He was out walking his dog at like a reasonable hour of the day where people walk their dogs. It was like after work. You know, I'm real glad you moved. That might not be why you moved, but I'm real glad you moved. <laughs> I mean, now I'm on a main street and um there's a grocery store across the street. So yeah. that's that's pretty pretty good. That was yeah. a good choice that I made. I the other st- uh, directly across the other the street in the other direction is McDonald's if I'm too lazy to cook. So, you know, it all worked out. Yeah. It all worked out in the end. Although sometimes when I walk, I don't take the train very often because there's express buses that pick up right outside my building. But on oh, cool. a rare occasion that I have to go and like take the train. When I walk to the train, it's like two blocks. But um, there has been a rant, an occasion shortly after I moved in that I, and this is, I'm not kidding you. This is not a joke. This is not something that I'm just saying. There have been times where, several Sunday mornings where I'd be like going to Target and I would take the train because I could and it was quicker that there's just playing cards just in the street just there you know they'd be gone how to convey my face right now then they'd be gone, like they'd get cleaned up or whatever, and then they'd be then there'd be more playing cards, and they're different cards too. They're not like they were the same cards. I I'm not saying that the Joker is real and lives in the city and it's actually Gotham, but I'm also not saying that that's not true. That yeah, because you know I'm I'm thinking you know I'm thinking he is and that he is so. My God, I, I would definitely get the, the chills if I was passing that, especially frequently. It's, I haven't, I don't, again, I don't take the train that often, so I have not seen it again or recently, 
but I haven't taken the train recently either. But I will say that it was frequent enough that I noticed it because it wasn't, you know, one time you just walk past and you're like, oh, somebody just dropped some shit. Or there's a couple of like small theaters that are on that street too. So it's like mm, easily could have been props or something, something that came from the theater. But multiple occasions, it was at least minimum of four times that I have seen these just strewn about playing cards. Right. The fact that it happened often enough for you to notice it and be able to take note of this to tell other people that this is happening. That is frequent enough for me to just be like, yeah, I'd be getting some chills. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nope. Don't love it. Mm -mm. (laughs) I just don't even know how else to respond to that, especially since like you can see my face. I'm just like I am concerned and done at the same time. <laughs> it's all right, you know. At least I've moved. I've moved away from too much of the. Um, my neighborhood doesn't get, or I'm at least high enough up that I don't hear too much shenanigans. But I did used to. I did have a good amount of time in my old apartment of playing fireworks or gunshots in the summertime. <laughs> so that happens a lot here. Yeah, so, I mean, there was. I can empathize with that. Yeah, there was one that's like because I was on a floor level apartment. Oh, because you didn't see my apartment when you were here. I was on like a floor level apartment, and so yeah. behind me was an alley, and then under like under some under the train tracks, and then a a little like dog park, and then a cemetery. And good combo, which, right? You know, because where else? do you want to be haunted and or murdered beside you know that just I set it up for myself I had no one to blame but me (laughs) um because that's where I moved and um there was definitely a night that I did hear somebody get shot in my alley and I just was like I'm gonna just pretend it's fireworks yeah because I mean what the hell else are you gonna do Right, because I was like, what am I going to do, go out there? And by the time the cops get, or I call the cops or have the cognizance to put this together, like, they're not, they're, everything's going to be gone. Right. And, yeah, I, I definitely had a moment of like, ugh, what am I going to do about this? Mm, turn the TV up. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a safer option. It's over sooner. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so those are my, uh, you know, but most thing I, I'm giving Chicago a hard time, but like, I, you know, I haven't had to, I've never had any personal experiences other than like one time a guy asked me if I wanted to go to church with him and he definitely was not the kind of person that I would want to spend any time with. And it was midnight. Um, and I was walking back to my apartment and he like, there was a church by my apartment. So it wasn't a super weird question. But it was also midnight, so not super open. And uh, he was like, hey, you're cute. You want to go to church with me? And I was like, no, buddy, I'm good. And he was like, okay. And then he just left. <laughs> and then and then one time in my way old apartment, when I lived on the completely opposite side of the city, um, I did walk past an alley at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning. So, like, not a weird time to be, you know, not the time you would expect the weirds to be out. And this guy just had his dick out. And I was like, oh, good. And then I just kept walking because what else do you do? Yeah. I mean, I think that's just part of the city experience, though. Right. That's just, those are just normal city experiences. 
Yeah, you can't even blame that on Chicago. I mean, that ha- I I just visited New York a few months ago. There was some weird shit that happened there in the 24 hours I was there. For sure. Anytime I go to the go up to Cincinnati, you know, it's weird there. It's it's just city standard, you know. Right. I mean, when I went to New York, I've, the times I've been to New York uh, usually were for work, so I never really had anything going on, um, except for the stupid decision that my friend and I made to walk from Midtown to Chelsea or not not Chelsea um to Soho and then we took the train to Soho and then walk couldn't figure out what was the best way back so we just walked back to Midtown and that was like a good five miles yeah that's a lot of city to cover we were in heels and also a little a little drunk so it was not a great look. And then the, we had to be up at like butt o'clock the next morning too. And so it was like, mm, we didn't plan this well. We were here <laughs> for work. But that also was the the trip that we discovered um, that I did get my Pilgrim Batman um, action figure um, and started the joke about Bruce loves mashed potatoes. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> based off of like a conversation about my brother. But yeah, that's we we don't have to talk about that. That's really off track. <laughs> Tangents is the name of the game here. Um, I feel like though I've set up the story, I feel like I have to finish it. Finish the story. Tell me about okay. and mashed potatoes. So my dad's my actual father's name is Bruce. Oh my so, god! So like in real life, so it's the the jokes like the Dick Grayson jokes and all of that come from living with a father named Bruce who has called his car, the Batmobile my whole life. Oh my, my brother, my, my younger brother and I have a very contentious relationship. So he has just become, he is Jason Todd and we get along most of the time, but like not, not But when we fight with each other, fuck you're, there is concerns that we might kill each other like it is we we fight real hard like he's still mad at me for things that happened when he was a baby that he's seen on video that he doesn't actually remember happening it's just he has in his mind that I tried to kill him in a video where I wasn't trying to kill him I just didn't see that he threw up on the floor and I rolled him into his throw up and he is convinced that I smushed his face into the throw up and was trying to suffocate him despite everyone else who has seen this video being like that's not what happened and my dad being in the video with the camcorder being like oh stop and then I looked up at him and did like oh no but my so my dad um he gets pretty angry about stuff he's got a pretty quick trigger and um we think that he parents a lot like Bruce Wayne (laughs) so it works out Cause he just has none of our shit 90% of the time. And uh, we were, I was home for Christmas one year and my brother and I were in the basement playing video games. And my mom came down and was like, I, will you go to the store with me to get stuff for dinner? And I was like, I don't want to. And she's like, you said you would come with me. And if you don't come with me, I'll have to bring Bruce. And that sounded awful to her because he gets very impatient doing menial tasks like grocery shopping you know as you imagine Bruce Wayne would absolutely and so I said I really don't want to go 
And she said, I don't want to bring Bruce. And my brother, not even really in the conversation, still looking at the game he was playing, just goes, Bruce likes to go shopping. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny because it wasn't intentionally a Batman voice. It was 100% my dad's voice. Oh, it was just and then it became just this running joke about any time you wanted to make fun of my dad, it was Bruce likes and then insert activity here. So it was like things like Thanksgiving dinner. And we were talking about Witch Hunter Batman and like Bruce, like and I found the action figure and I told my my co-worker about this thing and it became Bruce loves mashed potatoes. Just anything that we could think of that was just stupid to throw at the end of Bruce likes or Bruce loves became a thing. And yeah, so that was, that's that story is the, and it still occasionally happens, um, especially around the time when he started yelling at my brother about wasting ketchup, which that's the story. There's no other explanation. He just got mad that my brother was using ketchup and said he was wasting it. And all of us were like, is there a shortage on what, why of all things did you pick ketchup? <laughs> he was using it. Like it was in, he was putting it in a ramekin for food that he was cooking. But that's apparently. Sin, apparently. <laughs> right. We're like, God, God forbid. How much could ketchup possibly cost, Bruce? $20? He's just real afraid to be without ketchup. <laughs> what? the most basic white people condiment ever it's important <laughs> he's got to put he's got to put it on his lobster for <laughs> <laughs> oh ew. <laughs> yeah it was gross so i couldn't even finish saying it because it was gross <laughs> in my mouth as i said it <laughs> oh that's awful <laughs> but the fact that you also have a pilgrim bruce action figure just that's really the icing on the cake to this story for me right that's why i bought it because i was like i need this because it became a thing based off of us talking about thanksgiving and then i found the action figure and i was like fuck this is my this is this is a calling this is has to be purchased it was meant to be it was meant to be and i bought it in new york and it was a great moment in my life I'm so glad you had that experience. (laughs) (laughs) And then the only other times that I've been in New York, um, the only other time, it's usually I'm the weird thing because I'm usually drunk doing something like sitting in Grand Central Stations calling at the security guy to let me ride his little scooter. Oh, no. With my shoes off because I broke them. Oh, no. Yeah, it was real cute. (laughs) My 21st birthday well hey clearly it was memorable we went to go see Lestat the musical well all right yeah all right what else you got so you said you had a couple of ideas the only other one I have that and you know I really thought about this (laughs) the other one that is just tied in priority for me with Young Avengers is I need some bird boys and i need them in live action and fully explored in in the realm of just in the bat fam like yeah this family is so fucked up that i just i need us 
to actually get to explore everybody's individual stories, their origin stories, and then also how we all come together and live in this completely dysfunctional city that just no one should live here, but we do, and we try to save it, and it's a mess. Why do we live here? I don't know. Can anyone answer that question? Shut up, Dick. I just, listen, I'm just asking. This is some white people bullshit. That no one can answer for any way. And Bruce just continued to collect children and somehow tried to make the place better. All just died at least once. (laughs) It's just, I want it to just be Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but with the Bat family instead. Oh my God, it'd be beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Because it would just, that it just blends itself perfectly. Have you, cause have you ever seen the stuff like Gotham nine, nine? It's a Tumblr that like just puts quotes from um, Brooklyn nine, nine on bat Batman stuff. No, but I can see how beautiful explore. Well, and then there was this artist, which I'll probably post a link and then I'll send it to you. But there's an artist like in that same vein that took Brooklyn nine, nine. There's a scene, one of the scenes where they're talking about how, Captain Holt just needs to get laid and <laughs> Diaz says you just need to bone and then for 40 minutes he just keeps yelling bone and like walking away and coming back and saying bone how dare you speak to me I am your superior officer and it, somebody turned that into Jason saying it to Bruce oh no and Bruce holding on to this bone like how dare you say that to me I am your father <laughs> Oh my god. So funny. And that's what I want. That's I want it to be like <laughs> It's I just... too real. I know. It's just it should be something like that where it's like we're acknowledging all of the terrible things that happen in here but like also let's acknowledge that somehow all of these children still manage to be like fun. Yeah. And still have personalities and like because, like, none of them are as fucked up as Bruce is. No, not at all. And all of them have experienced equal amounts of trauma. For to, sure. To Bruce. Like, so it's, it's in, it would be interesting to kind of see just the boys and the girls and, like, just the kids only. With just the occasional Batman popping in or, like, the occasional, like, aside about Batman. Kind of like they did with Titans. Yeah. Where it's like, you talk about Batman, but you're not really going to see much of Batman because it's not really about him right now. It's about these kids. and One, how he's fucked them up. (laughs) And two, how they managed to still be likable, even though their dad has fucked them up. (laughs) That's absolutely how I would want it to be and how I was thinking of it, because I, I want those are the characters who have been neglected. Those are the personalities that have been neglected, because even though we've seen um you you know the boys be animated for the most part or thrown into whatever show they've always been kind of like a weird amalgamation of each other and i i want us to appreciate what these characters truly are individually how they uh, interact with the world and people around them and then also each other absolutely because they're all just goofy little shitheads and yeah they've absolutely been through some crazy stuff and i would love to see them go through that crazy stuff have the dramatic moments but 
also, you know, the fun, you know, we play pranks in the Batcave and, you know, Damien tries to kill Tim on a regular basis. And that's just kind of like, oh, you guys, you know, that's just a normal and Alfred just being like you kids. Yeah. And I want some Alfred in there. Absolutely. Like we, we need to see him, but we don't necessarily need to see Bruce. I really liked how they had him in Titans with him just kind of being that familiar shadow and that's that all fucking need. creep standing in the window watching is like dick jumps just like pieces out like go take a nap bruce don't just hang out in the window you're a creep no that's that's just that's so him though that was right. so perfect I was like, yeah, like, that, yeah we don't need that because that's all he does he's a fucking creep he doesn't sleep he just obsesses and broods and thinks about his mom's pearls just it's true i mean i don't want to rag too hard on the mother bat like listen i do appreciate i appreciate bruce best when he is treated i said this multiple times um to multiple people but i appreciate bruce best when he's treated like a single mother of five just doing his best oh Um, yeah so like the moments where he is like good with the kids are fine like but he can just come in sporadically like I don't want it to become a Batman-focused thing. Yeah, because we've, we've seen him. We've explored him. We and got we it. His parents are dead. He's real sad about it. <laughs> he collected for some, babies. For Let's some see reason, the babies. He's obsessed with Gotham. I'm not... I've never been... Listen, if I... I've never been that loyal to anything in my life as Bruce is to Gotham. I don't... I, there's no part of me that would ever go back and need to save the soul of Bloomington, Minnesota. I love Bloomington. I'm happy that I went. I lived there. My family still lives there. But shit, I, if it if there were supervillains running rampant there, and I would just move. Yeah, be I'd like, be like, oh, oh man, that really sucks. Sorry, bye. I mean, I'm real bummed. I'm never gonna have a Wally's roast beef sandwich again. But like, see ya. Yeah, I if if my hometown was overrun, you know, sorry that yeah. you kind of had it coming, to be honest, from my point of view, like, it was only a matter of time. You know, we had some good times. We had some not good you in, the, in the home videos. That's about it. Yeah. But no, that would be great. I love that. The idea of just like, let's give the kids a chance to shine and be themselves. And like not have to be you're right, because there are there are so many instances of them just being each other in stuff. And it's like I don't yeah. you know, even in comics right now, because apparently Dick is Jason now. Yeah. And I mean the closest we've gotten is the Young Justice series that's going on right now. Right. And even that is still like, you know, a little bit kind of off right now. And I mean, we're we're finally getting the best glimpse we've ever had, but I still feel like we can do better. And I would still love to see, you know, real faces be put to these kids. And, you know, I would hope that we could get real great casting. I know that I've seen uh, fan casts all over Tumblr before that were just spot on between acting ability and the just just the visuals and everything. So... Oh, I really wish that could be a thing. Do you have do you have fan casting in your head of that you've either liked from seeing someone else or ones that you think would be good? Like who would be your perfect Tim? Like who would be your perfect Jason? 
Um, honestly, I've ended up having so many quote unquote perfect or at least, you know, ideal um, Jason's and Tim's that I have lost track. Um, but to be honest, there has only ever been one perfect Dick Grayson in my mind. And that was Matt Bomer. Yeah. My only problem with Matt, like I love Matt Bomer and he does have the look. I just, God, I wish he wasn't white. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really like, fair. Like that's his only flaw that's here. My I only like. flaw is that God, you're just white. You're so, so white. He's really fucking white. But like everything else, I just so if we can find a not white Matt Bomer type person, yeah, I've then tried fast immediately. I've tried. I think he would have to be somebody that we don't know about yet in the world as a as a like an unknown actor because I have tried and I have come close, but there's just always something that's not quite right. And yeah. Right now, my front runner is, which sucks because I can't find a lot of media on him because he's like not trying to be like a famous person. He's just doing his job. He is a um, he is an actual acrobat, and he is with the Big Apple Circus. And I just came across him because I was watching a thing on uh, PBS that was a American Experiences, and it was the history of the circus in the United States and like how it's evolved and where it started and all of that and of course we have to talk about that shit that shit stained pt barnum check yeah. out my other podcast i'll soon be starting of pt barnum is a garbage person <laughs> um just kidding I, i've nobody wants to hear me talk about that anymore <laughs> but i will say it always um but and there he was just talk. he was just a talking head on it like they talked to, to him about something and i was like who is this boy i love him and he's like very, very close. Just he'd have to wear contacts. Um, That's not a big deal. But yeah, I'll send you a picture of him. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's actually Romani. He's actually an acrobat. Like he's from a family of acrobats. Oh um, my God. This child get started on the project. Someone right. please. He's, he's very tiny. Um, he has a beautiful wife um who's also an acrobat and they have two adorable children and i follow her on instagram because he doesn't have an instagram but she is beautiful and adore and really precious um and i will send i will send you a picture of her later but he is uh, right. he's the closest i've come because he's very cute and he's kind of got that little bit of a like that little side smile of like a i'm a little cocky shit and you Perfect. like you like me anyway um and then watching i've watched his videos of him perform too and he's like i was like yeah that's 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 dick like see and i totally agree with your comment earlier of having unknowns like i don't really i wouldn't really want any known people for this and i think that's one of the reasons why i've had such a hard time like with the the dream casting of anything back when i was really like trying to put some faces to you know, the names of each, each person in the role. But I, I feel like it's better when we're just starting back at basics of, okay, who's got the look, who's got the right attitude, who's got the skill. Like mm -hmm. we don't, it doesn't need to be somebody that we've seen in a million roles. We, we really need to branch out. And I mean, I think to get the proper diversity of filling each role, because this should not just be a slew of white children like I, right. I think we need to start back at those basics of okay let's just 
do a casting call and let's find people who have not yet been picked. Right. I agree with that. That's that's great. Although I will all I mean, in my head, I will always expect Jason to sound like Jensen Ackles. So. Yes. Yes. That, <laughs> see, that's the biggest problem is that we would pick all of these children and then Jensen could show up and be like, I'm Jason Todd and be like, um, honey, like he did for Halloween. Like, did you see his stupid Halloween costume? Die! Like, how dare you attack me this way? I, I have know. done nothing to deserve it. I know, and then it was even worse as I watched the episode of Supernatural, and then the Jason outfit is just sitting in the background, and I was just like, it's beautiful, and you're beautiful, and you're Jason Todd, and why can't this happen? Why can't we have things? Maybe, okay, here's what we do. We do the series, we find the child that's going to be Jason Todd, that's fine, that's cool, whatever. We're going to go forward to the future when he's actually going to be, you know, appropriately aged for Jensen, and then Jensen can still play Jason. Listen, I want, listen, what I want is I want them all to be at, like, ages that they would be if the world functioned like normal like I want Dick and Jason to be older and I want Tim to be actual college age like he should be graduating college by now I want Damien to be like 12 and you know I want them to have reasonable ages I don't want everybody to be somehow be 25 like I don't don't want that like I want and I because I want to see what it what it's like for them to grow up too because listen my favorite version of bruce is like bruce who's getting a little too old for this and he's just <laughs> tired and doesn't want to be here anymore <laughs> like not quite like dark knight not not quite dark knight returns like i'm way too old or like batman beyond i'm way too old but like old enough to be like i should really stop and, and I'm like almost, I'm in my, getting close to my 50s. Like Ben Affleck Batman was perfect for me because he's like 45 and he is tired. And does, just, God damn it, what am I still doing this for? That, yeah, that's a really good point. And I do like that just totally done with this shit, Bruce. So I yeah. feel like that's even more fun for our kids here. Just being like, dad just go sit down dad we got this dad Dad, just take a nap go cuddle in front of the fire alfred has some tea for you just go go fucking nap i mean what we could also what also would be kind of cool if you wanted to do some something that's like just the kids and brute without much bruce interference you could even do dick's turn as batman so you have the relationships kind of changing a little bit yeah of like the moment where he has to kind of change his his and tim his his relationship with tim changes and his relationship with damien starts forming and then the jealousy between the the other two boys of like tim used to be dick's guy and then now he's got damien to contend with and you know he's not robin anymore because you made damien robin remember when damien pushed me off the dinosaur and tried to kill me do you remember that yeah, like honestly, I did not enjoy comics like I did. And like, I always loved them. I always looked forward from issue to issue, especially when there was a really good arc with, you know, just the right combination of characters. But I did not love it like I did until I got to the Red Robin comics, especially with Marcus Toe as the artist. That yeah. was just the greatest thing, having that turn into a real live 
show would just be icing on the freaking cake for me because that era for the boys was incredible and that growth and that that dynamic and i mean i would i totally agree that would be incredible to put into a show and the only other part i would ever honestly want to see and i think it would be really cool to do like a flashback kind of thing is i do want to see a little bit when they were younger just because i want like 90s young justice era with bart tim and con like I need 90s, 90s con and 90s Tim and 90s Bart all, to be in 90s, the world. 90s con is the con we deserve. It, you know, it is, it. And it's just, it's a, it's an injustice. No, no pun intended. Uh, it is injustice that he was not animated that way other than their little tribute in an episode, in the Halloween episode to see him like that. Like that was the most incredible characterization of connor kent and the world has been robbed so i need that to be in a live action somewhere but for a little bit have you seen the dawn of the supermen no not yet so it's going to be i think it comes out on tuesday this coming tuesday and oh, it, shit. Is, it is the it is the post death of superman story arc of all of the other super people coming out of the woodwork and we get 90s con Yes, I think I saw screenshots of like a trailer or something like that. And yeah. I told I told Taryn about it and we were we were just like so ready to finally have some nineties Connor in our lives. But I, I would also like some live action nineties Connor. Absolutely. Eventually. Yes, absolutely. I love that little shit. And well, I need him to torture Tim. Absolutely. And I think it would be great to have like if you I think a a great way to do a live action with just the kids is if you do kind of that, that Dick Grayson era, Dick Grayson, Batman era, because you could kind of do it from the perspective of Tim, because Mm -hmm. you could do it based off of those Red Robin comics, because that's where their relation, you're right, that's where their relationships were the most effectual. And you really got to see, you know, how much, how much Dick as Batman was using his resources and how much he relied on his his siblings to kind of help him through it and that they work together really as a team in a way that Bruce didn't really work with them where it was like you're my sidekick and you help me whereas Dick was very much about like you're better at this than I am let's do you're on my team like we're a team we're going to do this together I need I need him to go and do all of the computer stuff and run Wayne Enterprises and like do the stuff that I'm not good at like I can go pretend to be Batman, but I'm not good at this part. That was such an incredible harmonics era. And I just, it was cut short and I'm forever going to be bitter about that. But yeah, you're totally right. That would just make an incredible series as a whole because there's so much to explore. Yeah. I think it would be great to have something from the lens of Tim. Yes, please. He's so neglected. (laughs) He really is. Cause like, he doesn't he doesn't I hope he gets to shine more in Outsiders because that one that scene that scene with him and his teen his emotional support lesbians I was so hoping you were going to go there because if you didn't <laughs> I was going to <laughs> his emotional support lesbians that was such a great scene and I was like this is cute I want more of this it was and I wish we'd seen a little more of and you know with the introduction of Shiva that's kind of my hope is that we get to see a little more of what happened in him becoming Robin because yeah. that 
such a pivotal thing, not only for him, but for Batman and everything that that made kind of like the shift of the Batcave be. And especially with Jason coming back, like we've never seen that. So right. we, we do all the components to be able to see that now. Right. I would really love to see that. I think that that moment where Tim kind of comes into the fray, it's such an important part of the family lore because especially with the reasoning, like the behind the scenes reasoning of like why they killed off Jason and how important it was for Tim to come in like as specific, like specifically chosen by Dick so that they didn't have this Jason problem again. Right. (laughs) Like, even though it was like, you know, I, the, the intentions and the dynamics of like, I'm going to just find this other random kid and then, you know, do the same thing all over again at this point where Dick and Bruce weren't getting along was great. That's perfect. And that also explains a lot of why those two are so contentious with each other. But yes. then, you know, and then having the next one have to be a, you said you're never going to do this again, but it's really important that you have this because it keeps you, it pulls you back a little bit and it keeps you from doing the stuff that you shouldn't be doing. And, right. And he already kind of found us and knows everything anyway, right. because for some reason he's too goddamn smart. So you might as well. He's here. Right. Take him. I'm offering him to you. I say he's Okay he figured it out anyway so it's better we just take him in rather than let him what do you want him to do go tell vicky vale right because you know she's chomping at the bit for that but on the positive side of things he's probably not that kind of kid even more so take him yes take him love him he looks he's another tiny clone of you yep you don't even have to dye this one's hair (laughs) yeah i mean there's just there's so much left to explore and that's that's why i cling so tightly to young justice with outsiders finally coming back is that you know we get to see so many of these characters grow up and we finally get to see so many of these storylines that we've read so long ago that don't even really exist anymore come back to us so and i hope we get more surprised pikachu faces (laughs) yes that was i i still i will go back over and watch that scene over and over and over again um spoilers if you haven't watched the most recent episodes of young justice of um just (laughs) just of all of the moments to have when you already don't want to hang out with these kids now you have to go clean up their mess You've got bigger things to worry about, but they fucked off and did a thing that you specifically told them not to do. And you're having to deal with the fact that now you're in your parents' position. And then the first person to come in there and tell you off is fucking Rachel Ghoul, who just shamed you in front of everybody. Yep. Like, I could have asked for nothing better. That's like the same moment. That's that's the perfect comic moment of your parent. When you're a child saying to you, I hope you have a daughter or a son that's as difficult as you are being for me. Yes. And you're just like, whatever, whatever, mom, whatever, dad. And, you that parent. and it happens. And you're just like, Christ alive. It happened to me. Well, and the worst part about it is, is that like, because of how Rach is positioned in this group of people, you know, that's getting back to Bruce. Of 
course it is. He's gonna, you know, he's got him on speed dial, and he's gonna be like, "You're fucking kid." As and soon he as he's talking about Jason, he called him and was like, "So you're a little bird. Your oldest looks great in those new pants, <laughs> but also you gotta hear what this bullshit happened." Thought you would want to, you know, hear hear this tea. So you could yeah. lord it over him for a minute. I just, I just now I'm just imagining sassy gay Rachel Ghoul just spilling the tea. <laughs> just throws everyone under the bus. It's just it's his favorite activity. The League of Shadows is actually just the workroom on RuPaul's Drag Race, where they all just sit and shade each other. Yes. New headcanon. Headcanon accepted. Perfect. And now I'm going to get shaded for that. Well, um, also, I am not looking forward to Slade. Yeah. So, he's a pedophile. Um, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Quick side tangent and back to the show. Just so you know, Slade's a pedophile. Yeah, put it back out there for all of you who are. In case you guys forgot, conveniently. Yeah, they man, when they did that Judas contract movie, they leaned in. They sure did. Sure, they sure could have not done that, and they sure could have gone in a different direction and been like, "No, we're not going to do this problematic storyline. It's fine. We're going to pull back and not do that." Mm, Nope, they went. Full speed into that weird ass bullshit. Mm. No one likes it. No. Zero people like this. All right. Anything else? No, those are those are my two platinum plated dreams. Platinum plated, nice. I've been sitting on them for so long. I just keep throwing. throwing hope and hope and love at that so i hope that it turns into something but listen listen, i'm going to impart on you wisdom from my brother but since you're my tim our brother um he said to me once emo kids don't laugh unless it's about hope and that's what you should do in the face of hope just laugh yeah. <laughs> I think I've learned that lesson. <laughs> I don't remember the context, but I still laugh about it every time. Emo kids don't laugh unless it's about hope. So, yeah. It is. And I've I've learned that that life lesson. It it rings true to me. It is not foreign. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything that you would like to plug that I can share with my listeners to maybe get more attention to? Um, well, if any of your listeners are K-pop trash like me, uh, then they can feel free to check out the YouTube channel I run with my roommates called Gaze of the Village on YouTube um we're also on instagram and twitter but we just do reactions and we are currently expanding to have little vlog adventures and trying various horrible things that are should not be for eating but are and uh yeah 
Awesome. Well, uh, you'll have to link me to that so I can put it in the link to the show notes. For Uh, sure. And this was fun. I'm glad that you came on and did this with me. It was my pleasure. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for letting me ramble. Yeah, of course. Well, the most important thing in the world to me is talking about the Bat family. So I knew that this would be a fun time had by all. Oh, well, yes. I have to talk about the Bat fam with my dicky bird. Of course. And I wouldn't do it with anybody other than my Timmy Boo. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I will let you go then so that you can attend to your kittens. And I am going to go to bed because I have to go to work tomorrow. Oh, boy. Well, (laughs) thank you for staying up late with me and dealing with my uh, class schedule. But I hope you rest well and have a good day at work tomorrow. Thank you. I hope that you have a good day at work and or class and or both tomorrow. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for stopping by for No Budget Dreams and thank you to Alex for sharing your No Budget Dream with me. Please check out her YouTube channel, Gaze of the Village. Also check out my sister podcast, The Shipping Manifest, where co-host Kyle and I rank the ships of the world. Uh, Not boats, but ships, as in I ship this. So um, anything and everything is up for grabs. And uh, this coming week, we will have our wildcard episode. where We'll be talking about something that's not really a specific theme and things we can't necessarily build one whole show around. So check that out, please. It's uh, on Anchor here and anywhere else that you can pick up a podcast. And again, I'm Kelsey Nicole, and thanks for coming on this journey with me.